Sunday Dinner, the weekly sparkly burlesque podcast about three black showgirls living, loving, and training in San Diego from an unapologetically black fan perspective. I am Butter Love, California's chocolate butter babe. I am Sepia Jewel, the seductress of slang. And I am Twerlisha Divine, the black gold goddess. Thank you all so much for accepting our invitation to dine and dish with us. Now, grab a plate and have a seat at the table because you're about to get served. Caring for myself is not an act of indulgence. It is self-preservation and that is an act of political warfare. Audrey Lord. Yes. Yes. <clears throat> Hello everyone. Welcome back. Hello. Hey. We're back. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of Showgirl Sunday Dinner. Yes. We out here. We are. Yes, we are. <laughs> folks are fucking mad. Can you believe that? So fucking mad. So many levels to this, Just y'all. big mad. Just do something else with your time. Stay mad. Yes. Don't come for us. We didn't send for you. So we will head right on into our sparkle and shine for the day. My sparkle and shine for the day is Eva Mae Garnett. Yes. Miss Feisty Fuego. And the reason why I picked her is because she does this series, hashtag Feisty Thoughts on Facebook, and they always slay me. So uh, the most recent one she did was say no more often. Say no to putting energy into relationships that drain you. Say no to gigs who are not paying you enough for your time. Say no to overworking yourself. Say no to things you only half believe in. Say no to comparing yourself to others. Hmm. Learning to say no is just as important as learning when to say yes. Amen. So yes, that really just resonated with me today. So Eva Mae Garnett, you are my sparkling shine. That was beautiful. My sparkle and shine is all of the people that supported me this year, Mm. kept me going, all my burlesque mentors, I wouldn't have been here without encouragement. Trulisha and Butter know Eva May calling us out. Um, <laughs> so, but we needed all that. Not even just in burlesque. All the people that supported me, even when you didn't know you supported me. Thank you. And even some of the hateration is fuel. Yeah, because the hateration is fuel. We would like to issue a content warning for the next section, which deals with suicide. My sparkle and shine is. My dear beloved friend, Torier, also known as Afro Titty. Yes. Um, <laughs> yes. That's the name. Yeah. <laughs> At least that's one of the stage names that I like that I remember her as. Um, she committed suicide, I believe it was last year. She's actually the person that inspired me to go into burlesque because that was the first time me seeing someone who looked like me. Okay. Like, she's a, you know, cute chubby dark-skinned girl but she's unapologetic she was like one of the first early peers like my age who was just like the femininity that i want to see who was also fat and fierce yeah and that's what she calls her just fat and fierce she I had like it. a little girl zine you know mm. and she was queer unapologetic but anyways she was one of the first 
people that inspired me that I knew personally. Yeah. And so um, I cried because, you know, her Instagram, you know, is private, but still looking through it. You know, I just miss her. Yeah. And I think about her a lot. And so that's my spark and shine today. Oh. Oh, <laughs> I get all emotional, but yeah, I think about her. Okay. Well, then we're going to go into Sepia's Slayspiration. And. I've been thinking about this year and all the ups and downs and trials and tribulation. The one thing that I thought about was that every single day I woke up. If I didn't do anything, I slayed waking up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> even, even if it was waking up many times in the middle of the night <laughs> or, you know, in between and that, every day I, wo- I woke up. So... Slay, just that you woke up. Yeah. Okay. So now we are going to move into our burly biz. And this week we have decided to highlight Miss Hoodoo Hussy. Okay. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. She mm-hmm. is the juju woman and high priestess of burlesque. She's a conjure woman by day, sultry burlesque performer by night. Hoodoo Hussey's ancestral magic was carried across waters to the Mississippi Delta, where the blues was born. Sensual earth magic, memory, and DNA, allowing her to cast spells with the movement of big hips, the licking of full lips, and perhaps a soul-stirring kiss. Hoodoo Hussey received her Agdesias training through the Brown Girls Burlesque Squad Institute. The reason why I decided to highlight her is because she has a website and it's www.hoodoohussey.com and that's where you'll find her Hoodoo Hussey Conjure Enterprises. So um, she has roots in the Mississippi and Louisiana. She's the granddaughter of sharecroppers and uh, the gift of intuition was passed down to her through her maternal lineage. Uh, She uses her knowledge of the earth and of African-American folk magic to help spiritually cure what ails you. So I recently placed an order with Miss Hoodoo Hussey. I got her New Year, New You set of oils, and it included the Mississippi Van Van oil, road opening oil, and money drawing oil. I've already noticed a difference in utilizing the oils in my everyday life. There are a lot of things that are gonna be coming up for me. 2018 is already looking amazing for me. I won a prize randomly. I don't really ever win things, so I won some free dance classes and free yoga classes, so that's, I don't know, like I just feel very open and very clear. I notice when I anoint myself with the Mississippi Van Van oil and uh, road opening oil before I meditate, my meditation is clearer. So I definitely notice a difference using these oils. She has tons of different types of of oil and gri-gri and all kinds of amazing hoodoo magical things. So if you're looking for a little spiritual magic to ring in 2018, I would definitely go to her site and uh, make a purchase, so yes. Miss Hoodoo Hussey is our Burly Biz of the Week. Since our show is about self-care and it's the end of the year, in our CPSOs, I'm going to prepare for next year 
with all the costumes and stuff we're going to be making yes. for all the shows everyone's going to be going to. When you're sewing or crafting, everyone forgets about their posture. Mm -hmm. And your neck will hurt, your back will hurt, you'll be sitting there for hours. And then you'll get fatigued too. So it's important to have a good chair that, you know, is comfortable for you to sit on and support you. What I do is I wear this thing. It's called an ab collar. It's a neck strap and cushion, um, and it stabilizes your neck. So it looks like just a big piece of foam in the front, <laughs> and your chin goes on there. A personal friend of mine is the inventor and creator of the ab collar. It reduces strain on your neck. Usually I like to sew at night, so I'll be sewing away and leaning over and then my neck is hurting um but this helps and so do you guys do anything when you're sewing or crafting you mean when i'm gluing things together <laughs> <laughs> like self-care excuse me butter do you <laughs> Because I will say, like, when I'm sewing, I'm hella on it like this. Mm -hmm. And um, sometimes I do that, I use my tweezers to help me. Mm -hmm. And when I use the tweezers, that can help me sit back, yeah. you know. But you have to really watch your fingers. You definitely don't want to sew, with, you know, through your fingers. <laughs> that would still be me. Oh, I would so no. do that. That's why yeah. I'm laughing because I know. Yeah. Like, I'm just my left-handed awkwardness and oh, machinery. Right. Just they yeah. don't go together. Do they She's make left-handed? Left they people make left-handed scissors. I know, but do they make left-handed sewing machines? No, no. Sepia's trying to get me hurt. Oh, <laughs> no, they don't. No, I mean, I think ergonomics are important for Absolutely. everything. Absolutely, you know. Well, I will say this: my ergonomic at home is fucked up. Like it starts with my desk and then my chair. Yeah, mm -hmm. and those things aren't aligned. Yeah. I don't have the money for that alignment, but. Mm -hmm. I'm not sewing every day for eight hours, right. yeah. you know, but it still takes a strain, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. and I definitely doing burlesque, you know, I have done my hand sewing, like you can't, you know, use a machine to sew on a snap, you right. have mm -hmm. the hand sew that, so I definitely sat on the couch for hours in awkward positions, yeah. and that takes a toll, definitely use, you know, ample lighting, you don't want to strain your, your eyes, eyes. Yeah. Uh, protect your fingers, and also um, just get up every once in a while, you're working, yeah. you're doing yeah. So, um, you know, every time I go to Joanne's, I always see tools as more ergonomic now. Yes. So that's a big thing. But yeah, definitely your workspace should be, you know, good and clear as possible. You don't want any hazards because there's needles involved. <laughs> I have stepped in some needles. Yeah. yeah. Or pins, Push pins. rather. Yeah. yeah. Like the, yeah. I've pinned myself. Yes. I've sewn something uh, on my daughter I was sewing and... <laughs> <laughs> she for some reason she was passing out and I was still <gasps> sewing. Oh, no. she, was oh, no. she was okay. It was nothing. Oh my god. You know, but, you know, <laughs> but I was all into oh, oh, I, the poor I, I cannot. <laughs> the poor baby passed out. She's still yeah, so, so be aware of what's going on 
with you when you're sewing. You yeah. Don't, you don't want someone passing out while you're sewing and you're still sewing. Yeah, and keep wow. your tools away from kids. Oh yes. my gosh. Because they're sharp, you know, especially if you use like rotary tools and they're good for kink play, but. <laughs> Whoa. Oh, oh you, you've never seen the one? It's like oh, the spiky the one. The spiky one. Oh. That's really a sewing tool. Yes, that's okay. a marking tool we want to, um, when you use delicate fabric and you don't want to use pins okay you transfer the markings oh. so they use that yeah i, I mean, learned something new every day yeah you guys with the sewing and, stuff. and what you can use sewing utensils and tools for i mean yeah kink play, kink play. Mm-hmm. hey but basically, you know, protect your tools, your scissors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I'm a whole ass grown woman, and I almost sliced my finger off with Ooh. that rotary blade you let me borrow really? when was I was sharp? making my tool boa. Ooh. Look yes. at this. Yes. I didn't know. Wait that. a minute. Which finger oh, was it? Oh, put your left hand. Yeah. Yes. So I almost cut my. Look at this. I almost cut my finger off. And that was yeah. a while ago. I know. Ooh. And I know it's it's. We're always, something always comes up and you're always doing some sewing or crafting late. Try not to do it. Well, that's why I did it. I was exhausted and I was sitting here slicing a nice tool not paying attention. That happens. So take, take, take a lot of breaks. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Yeah. I was, I was over here crafting while exhausted. I, you know, I had a glass or four of wine, you know, should help. (laughs) Okay. So get those. Get the good chair for you to sit in, yes. and if you want to get the ab collar like I have, you can use it for a lot of stuff. Just go to www.abcollar.com, and it's A-B-C-O-L-L-A-R. Yes! Yeah. Which is dismally empty. Mm. Again. Everyone is busy with the holidays. I know, I know. Pearl the Morta. Pearl! Pearl! (laughs) Hook us up. Write us an email, Pearl. (laughs) Anyway, love you, girl. We love you. So what I did want to do today is shout out um, some international folks that are listening to our podcast apparently. I know. Because we're oh. internationally known. <laughs> oh, so anyway, so um, I don't know who all you people are <laughs> in all of these other countries, but um, if you're listening to this episode, please like send us a comment or an email so that we can shout you out by name. So yeah, these are all of the countries internationally that are listening to Showgirl Sunday Dinner. New Zealand, Canada, Portugal, United Kingdom, Ireland, Russia, Israel, India, Denmark, Botswana, France, Jamaica, Switzerland, the Philippines, Japan, and Turkey. Hmm. What? What? Yeah. Besides out of the United States, it's a lot in New Zealand. New Zealand and Canada. Those are the, it's U.S., New Zealand, Canada. I don't know anybody in New Zealand. That's why I'm like, I know Australia has a good burlesque scene, but New Zealand? Yeah, so I don't know who's listening to us out there, but whoever you guys are, hey! I know! Hey, Hey, international listeners, hey! (laughs) (laughs) We'd like to come to burlesque there! Yeah, we'd love to come and visit and dance for y'all. But yeah, please reach out to us and let us know who you are so we can shout you out by name. We would love to hear from you, and we would love to hear your perspective 
on our podcast. Like, yes. we want to know, like, what do you guys in New Zealand think about us? Like, this is so wild that there are so many. And how did you find in. us? Yes, absolutely. So, yes, please reach out to us. We're curious about you. We want to know more about you. So, reach out to us and, you know, let us know what you think about the show. We're so excited that we. We're international, y'all. I know. We're it's internationally so known. Yes. Just wild. Okay. Our DCS facts for this episode is Ada Overton Walker. She was known for her sense of style and moves on the dance floor. Ada Overton Walker was an African-American singer, actress, dancer, and choreographer that broke down barriers. She also earned the nickname the Queen of the Cakewalk after popularizing the dance of the same name. The Cakewalk was a 19th century dance that began in African-American communities in which walkers performed the most accomplished or amusing steps won cakes as prizes. Oh. Isn't that like so cool though? I want a cake for I know, we're gonna do some cake walking. <laughs> Walker worked for decades in vaudeville and was well known throughout the country for her praise performances. She was well aware of how the roles of women had an impact on race relations of the time and worked hard to break the stereotypes of black women in entertainment, who were often viewed as being oversexed and having lack of morals. Ada was renowned as an activist for both black entertainment and women's equality. Ada opened doors for the show business daughters like Lottie Gee, Florence Mills, Ethel Waters, and even Josephine Baker. Yes. Yes. Legend. Yes. Yes. That sounds beautiful. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah. Led the role for us to be little activists. Yes. Because, mm-hmm. you know. Through dance. Yeah. I'm all about setting it all on fire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, yes, indeed. <laughs> you are. Burn down the white supremacy. With your light skin rays. Uh-huh. <laughs> Except she's on the island by herself. No, 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 I'm she's so not. excited. Well, so. we, yeah. we took her off the island. Yay. <laughs> welcome, welcome. Yay. Slayology. Well, she's from the States, but she currently lives in Norway. Oh. So her name is Miss Knockout Noir. Oh, I love her. <laughs> oh. An expert hailing from the U.S., Miss Knockout Noir is Norway's brown sugar bombshell, adding elements of African dance vocabulary to many of her pieces. She combines comedy and raw movements to encourage the audience to reconsider the taboos and stereotypes she includes in her acts. She is also a vocalist using the same raw power in her dance as well as her singing. Um, So her Instagram is knockout underscore noir. So that's N-O-I-R-E. And she is a fucking Amazon, yeah. which I love. Listen, yes. she is so beautiful. Yes, I oh. love my favorite act that she does. is called The Sexplosion. I watched it today all over again. And it's just pure sex. And she commands the audience for yeah, sure. Yeah, she does. Her face. And if you go to her page, what I love about her, she's unapologetically black. Mm-hmm. Unapologetically black. Black Lives Matter all over her In Norway. Yeah. One of the whitest places on and the planet. And she talks about it too. And listen, and she's white-skinned, so she 
for passing, but they know what's up. Right. Like, racism mm-hmm. is everywhere, right. you know? Yeah. So I love her for that. So definitely check her out. She has several acts on YouTube. And again, that's Miss Knockout Noir. Yeah. And yeah, she's our PhD psychology. Here we go. I love again. this segment. <laughs> I know. Just our faces. Everything we changes. <laughs> yes. Like the air that comes out. <sighs> oh we start. you thought. Because motherfuckers are now being disrespectful on Instagram. <laughs> yes, I know. What is with this disrespectful you know, on social media? I, I've had it, okay? <laughs> like, I've just, I've really had it. And I struggled with this one a lot because, you know, I talked to you guys about it and how I felt about it. But um, let's just get into what had happened. So, Butta made a little graphic for us about our last episode, Showgirling While Black. And while that episode has already happened, it's a topic that we want to continue discussing. So we reached out because we're looking for people to share their experience with us about showgirling while black. The graphic was posted on our main Instagram page, Showgirl Sunday Dinner, and then all of us as individuals copied it and posted it on our own feeds. Someone on Sepia's feed decided to comment on the the graphic and said would slash have you considered slash shined on the other spectrums of the brown skin purely just asking it's your show okay so i read it and i'm like are you in a fucking bubble because you would already (laughs) know the answer to that question um the lovely but a love responded yes (laughs) so but i responded and said Hey, love, our show is from a black perspective, so priority goes to black and brown bodies. And we actually have shined on other brown folks. Have you listened to our podcast? Visit our Instagram at Showgirl Sunday Dinner. Because, you know, we highlight all of the people that we talk about, our mm-hmm. PhD in Slayology, our Pasties and Cave, mm-hmm. our Sparkling Shine. We highlight everybody. all of the everybody. Yes. And everyone is included <clears throat> in those things. But... We have been very clear that our conversations are going to be centered on black femmes because that's the intersection that we inhabit and live in. And there's nothing wrong with us celebrating who we are and centering ourselves in a positive conversation. Because again, we're not seeing it in the rest of the world, which is why we created this podcast. But as we've said before, that's not to X anyone else out. We just don't like speaking about other people's perspective without something from their perspective, Mm -hmm. either in the room or via an email, a letter or something from that person. Because just like other people can't speak to my existence as a black woman, I can't speak to someone else's existence as, you know, a trans person or someone else's experience as uh, an, an Asian Man, I can't speak to those experiences because they're not my own. And I can empathize. Mm -hmm. And again, I'm an avid reader. So as far as minorities are concerned, I read a lot. What I study, you know, there's a lot of of focus, not just on African-Americans, but on the whole idea of what it means to be a minority in the first place. It was really bothersome to me when I saw it because it really just seemed kind of dismissive. And the way that it was written and passive aggressive, you know, um, purely just asking it's your show. Yes, we know it's our show. Right. You know? And so... Um, and especially 
you would have those questions would have been answered if you had been listening to the show. Right. I but, don't understand yeah. how a comment like that can be made or a question asked to us about that if you haven't watched the show. So then I responded, we as black femmes have every right to center ourselves in conversations and content that we create because not many are doing it and we deserve it. Do you ask other folks of marginalized groups these types of questions about the content they're creating? Do you ask creators that center the mainstream to be more inclusive? Also, it's clear based off your comment that you haven't listened to the podcast. This comment reeks of dismissive assumptions. Mm -hmm. We will always be pro-black and center the black femme perspective on our platform. We make no concessions or apologies for that. If that's problematic for you, then it's your problem. Kindly leave us out of it. Thank you. (laughs) Now, I struggled with even saying what I said Mm. because I was angry. When I read it and I allowed myself to calm down because it's not good to respond out of anger ever. Okay. But the fact that I even struggled with the idea of clapping back against this is again, problematic because I shouldn't have to think about how I'm going to be received or what the consequences are going to be for me defending my position as a black woman and being able to center myself in a conversation without someone who admittedly in her next comment, because she responded to butter. She didn't even respond to me. Yeah. I mean, so that was again, dismissive. As I stated, Mm -hmm. you're being dismissive and passive aggressive. Okay. And we see you, which is fine. You don't have to comment. I know you saw it. Right. Right. So that's all that really matters, that you got the message, right? <laughs> she responds to Butter and says, sounds good. I'm woefully behind on all my podcasts. May have to bump this up the queue. Thanks for answering. <gasps> okay, so then you admittedly have not listened to our podcast, but felt the need to insert yourself and comment about it. No. Because our intro tells you. And we're never going to stop centering black people and black femmes. And if that is a problem for you, again, that is your problem. Please kindly leave us out of it. And don't leave dismissive, passive-aggressive comments on our social media. Well, they're going to And also expect not to get read. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because we're going to read you for doing it, okay? And some of us are going to be a little bit more genteel than others about it. Mm-hmm. But I'm tired. I'm not taking this anymore. And it depends It depends on which one you Le- trigger. Right. <laughs> She got the right one with me. She did. Yeah, she got, she got the right one. I love her she face. She, right right she got the right one with butter because I just, I don't have patience for this yeah. kind of stuff. Because I'm really surprised how I reacted because I was upset. Yes. Like, yes. Okay. Taken aback. Just a gag. Like, excuse me? Gagging, yeah. Because the last episode, I started the sparkle and shine and my sparkle and shine was Millie Marie. I mean, hello. Again, like Ooh, I said. Millie's soul may be black, but Millie's not. From fucking Lancaster. Yes, from <laughs> Lancaster. Okay, so. Right? But, but we don't. Clearly, we love the rainbow, okay? Mm-hmm. We love the rainbow. We love the entire spectrum of all that exists. But we're going to center ourselves. For fucking once in our lives, can we do that? Without people being mad about it? Or without people being in their feelings? Okay, because again, when I first started researching this podcast, I was thinking about going the safer route and making it a a podcast about women of color 
in burlesque because I was afraid that if we decided to center black femmes in burlesque that it would be too much of a niche. My white as fuck fiance looked at me and said, blackness is not a niche. And the fact that you would even think something like that lets you know why it's necessary for you to center blackness. I almost fell out on the floor. Mm. He gets it. Okay, this man is Danish. Again, one of the whitest places in the world, Denmark. And he got me smooth together and told me, no, that's not what you're going to do. That's not because that's not where you really want to go with this. And it takes a lot to make you. He shut me the whole. He shut me the whole fuck up. I would be like, oh, yeah. I literally was like that meme. What is that? The, The one where the guy's like. Yeah. Oh, I was like the shook meme. I felt oh, like that's like, from the wire. From the wire. <laughs> I was like, and the, and the SpongeBob meme, like in the fucking swirl, like ah. Like I had nothing to say. Like I literally sat down for like fifteen minutes, and I was wow. like, this motherfucker. Sh-. You're verklempt. I was verklempt as fuck, yo. Jaw completely askew. So again, this is why that's this is nec- it's real yeah. shit, and that's why this is necessary because. We have seen now within the past few weeks, several people be super triggered by black femmes being celebrated or celebrating themselves. Just taking initiative. And again, we're creating our own lane. If you want to see something else, then create that. Don't attack us or be passive aggressive towards us or put the onus on us to represent you. Okay. Also, there are far more problematic spaces within media Uh, than showgirl Sunday dinner that are not highlighting brown people at all that are actually racist. So before you jump bad on us, pop off on them. (laughs) But don't expect not to get popped back if you come (laughs) over here with the bullshit because I am not that's why I made that meme like this pissed me off so much that I went and created a fucking meme I I had to create a meme I was so mad that I actually took 15 minutes out of my day to find a picture of my fucking favorite person ever Prince and create a meme we're that gonna said, "We're gonna recreate it, but we're gonna put some credit on there. Yeah, I know. We're gonna put yes, some respect are. on your name. Oh, yeah. Respect <laughs> on your name. <laughs> uh, okay, so we're gonna work on that. The meme is a is a picture of Prince, and it says me trying to control my light skin rage <laughs> and not go completely slam the fuck off. So mm-hmm. that meme was created, and yes, it was my meme. I did create it for those of you who have questions, because people are being fucking trash and have issues with fucking blackness being centered mm-hmm. or us." celebrating our black asses on our own little podcast that's not like our podcast is us right we're doing this we're not backed by any podcast network we don't have sponsors we're begging people just for fucking likes Mm. exactly on soundcloud like could y'all please do that thanks so we're begging people for likes and five-star reviews and all kinds of stuff we're out here struggling but you're so triggered by just this tiny little podcast Centering ourselves and our blackness that you need to leave a passive aggressive comment and then pretend be again be disrespectful and be dismissive and not respond to the comment that I left in response to that bullshit you left on CPS page. But it's cool. I see you. We got you. Because why? All my life. (laughs) Okay. CPA even had to go and post a. (laughs) Listen, when black women go 
know color purple, you yeah, know you something know is fucked up. Yeah. Color okay? When we pull out the color purple, something ain't right. Right. So, you know, sepia, listen, you piss sepia off, you done fucked up. You piss me off, it might be any given Tuesday. Mm-hmm. But you piss sepia off, you done done it now. Right. So, please don't come for us again when we didn't send for you. And this ain't even about you. And we are open mm-hmm. to just about anything, you know. Right. So, like I said, it's just, it's not wise to comment on something that you don't know about. Right. And and to make assumptions about something you know nothing about. Exactly. Because if you don't know about it, how can you comment? But again, you have your preconceived notions of whatever you might be think or triggered when you see something that centers blackness. Yeah. And that's what that comment was about. Yeah, it yeah. was based on nothing factual. Yeah. It was based off of whatever her preconceived notions that she has been taught by socialization about what a centering blackness means. You know what I think is happening hmm. with the stuff with our podcast? Mm. People think we're pinky in the brain that we're going to take over the world. You know how pinky in the brain? Yeah. We're well, going to take over the world. Well, you know what? The world was ours, so. It's always been so ours. We, we are going to take over the world, but we're not going to, we're not going to dismiss you or not include you. No. We know how that feels. Again, and we have been begging folks to write into us and tell us what their experiences are so we can share them. Right. It's not like we haven't been trying to be inclusive. But instead of sitting back and writing passive-aggressive posts, why don't you listen to our podcast and send us a letter about your experience? We'd be happy to share it. We would love we want to talk about other things. Because we're not gonna it's not like we're not gonna read your letter if you write in about your experience and say you are white. We're we're gonna read your letter. I mean, we read pro the letters every letter. We read, read, letters, we read, we read <laughs> We love to read, so please send us stuff right. to read. Yeah, and we want to read. know everyone's experience, <laughs> so we can we can see how your experience compares with ours. Right. And you know, because we want to know more about the world mm-hmm. and how everyone feels. And right, but because Kim Foster said it on that T-shirt. The revolution will be intersectional. Mm. So we don't want to read you. We want to read your letters. So stop with the bullshit and communicate with us like full ass grown ass adults with something to say. That is a fucking uh, slogan. We, we do not want to read, read you. <laughs> we want to read your letter. Come on, people, communicate with us, please. Oh, That's black girl magic right there. <sighs> okay. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just here for all of this light like, skin rage and. <laughs> I am. That shit really pissed me off, though. (laughs) I'm trying to keep my blood pressure and manageable levels and stuff. No, because I was like, this is too early in the morning for this bullshit. You know, I haven't even started my day yet. I haven't rubbed the sleep out of my eye. (laughs) You been mad about my blackness. Go! Dine and dish. <laughs> well, this is about self care. So yeah. you need some self care to mm-hmm. breathe. Maybe that's what you need to do. Right? Breathe, take some deep breaths, decompress yeah, from your own thoughts. People, people don't think about that when they are triggered, that they can trigger someone else. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so you really, before you say anything or write anything, you need to think about what you're saying and you're writing and how it's gonna how it may be perceived. 
before also, you do. You know what? Or that, you may just not even care. And that's fine if you don't care. Yeah. You know, because I'm not I'm not here to silence anyone else and I'm not here to take anybody else's right to say what they want to say. But here's the thing. If you're going to speak on something, then what I do suggest you do is know something about what you're going to talk about. Mm, yes. Okay? Like, make sure that you are knowledgeable about the thing that you're going to speak on because coming from ignorance is never going to be a good idea. Mm-hmm. And then also be prepared for the clapback. Mm-hmm. And don't, don't not acknowledge the person who is speaking to you or responding to you. It's just rude, you know. Yeah, like, I was thinking, like, I don't know what they, what answer they were expecting from posting that, if any at all. Like, no, they were expecting for us to service them because that's what we do. Well. Black women are always seen as the mules, as we're yeah. so we're supposed to now use our platform and do the work that someone else needs to be doing. And no, first of all, we are doing the work, mm-hmm. and second of all. It's not our job to center anybody else but ourselves. And we should not be made to feel like we have to be the, we're not the gatekeepers of intersectionality. Right. Like it's enough for us living in the intersection that we live in. We're not trying to direct traffic in yours as well. And it's not my place to do so. So, you know, create your own lane. See, this conversation even has a uh, twirlicious cat Puma triggered because I know I want to say Puma, he's being so caring now he Puma, came right yeah, under Puma her Puma has walked over paused on Butter's lap <laughs> and for a minute and then walked over and laid on Twerlicious lap this is on my her, baby on her notebook and Puma is knows. like you know Puma knows when mommy's upset mommy calm the fuck down mm-hmm. yeah this is my little yes. black magic yes. cat mm-hmm. my black cat knows when I have black <laughs> Rage and he comes and sues me. He's He's the black rage monitor. He is. (laughs) He keeps my light skin rage in check. Yes. (laughs) Who can be mad when this big old thing is purple? I know. That's why I love him. He's like a cat dog. He is. (laughs) He's a dog. Hi, Pumi. (laughs) Puma, you're on the episode. Hi. Fat belly Puma. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Pooms. Do you have anything to say? Just. That's all. Okay. <laughs> so Puma is evidently my self care for right oh, now. Nice He's so sweet. Um, what do you guys do for your self care? If you have anything, <laughs> you guys are looking at me. You know, right now I'm looking at I you because no, you need to. I have no self care. <laughs> my self care has been Pepsi. Pepsi. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> I was about to say food, Pepsi, banana pudding. Pepsi, <laughs> Jack in the Box. And Pizza Hut delivery is my self-care right good. now. That, that's my, I'm sorry. That's, that's my real. life. That's I real. Need. Because like self-care isn't going to look like, quote unquote, like they show the magazines mm-hmm. are pretty. It's like literally just indulging what feels good to you for that moment, mm-hmm. I guess. Part of it is, something too, what I do is, and I think this is because my remote control won't let me go to the guide on the TV. The buttons aren't working. I don't feel like going through all that. So I'll just not even have the TV on. In that time, I'll work on, you know, preparing for Showgirl Sunday dinner. Um, I'll read. I'll do research. And so my mind does calm down a tad bit. Okay. <laughs> so I think... Me turning the TV off and um, do you or, play music? Like, is your house quiet or yeah? Um, I play music, 
And that's the thing. Um, sometimes what I'll do is I'll put my, when I'm going to sleep, because my mind doesn't shut off. Yeah. Um, I'll have my headphones on and I'll just fall asleep with my headphones on in the music playing in my in my ear. Instrumental music, any kind of music. Some old, you know, I'm old school. Some old school. Okay. Teddy Pendergrass, oh. OJ's, Isley. I can't be Brothers. listening to that stuff when I'm trying to go to sleep. Right. Teddy be like, turn off the lights. Turn off. Oh, I'm like, turn off. Yes. yes, yes. yes. I'm that ready. Shit, I, I, yeah. I'm like ready to do something when I listen to that. Right. Uh, I have something for you though. That might work. Mm. <laughs> so, I'm so stupid. <laughs> that wakes you up. It I'm does. It wakes me up. Uh, I'll be like, no, that just, it just it calms it calms my mind down because mm. when when I'm laying there, I think about that. You can only have one thought in your head at a time but that's not really true all the time (laughs) so i'll listen you know to the song and the music i'm listening more to the music than the words Mm -hmm. because i i can hear all the instruments and stuff and that's when i calm down because i can't meditate um even when getting a massage i don't relax Mm. i know that's so weird when you get a massage and wear headphones I have some even when they even when they have the music in and it's just the and I'll try to I'll try to hum the music. Wait, oh, some headphones. I have something for you. There's an app called Deep Relax, mm-hmm. and the reason why I'm telling you about it is because it's got all these different nature sounds, and you can mix different ones together. I use it for meditation because they call it mania. When you can't stop thinking and your thoughts are just like rolling, 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 rolling. I used to suffer with that terribly, Mm. like to the point where it just kept, it was a part of my, uh, my anxiety symptoms was I would lay down to try to sleep and my just like ticking and all just like ridiculous shit, like things that didn't even go together. Mm. Like it would be like, did you take that thing to the cleaners? You need milk. Like, you know, just like all kinds of random things. Like, you know, you have a show in two weeks. Did you get the rhinestones? Just like, and I mean, just, it does not stop. It is so annoying. What kind of deodorant are you going to put on when you, when you put your gown on? Just like (laughs) things that don't make sense. Like, did you remember to dry in between your toes? Because you don't want to get toe fungus. Just (laughs) stupid (laughs) shit. Like, I'm not kidding. So like, this app, Deep Relax, has helped me with that. And the reason why it helps is because it has these uh, binaural beats. You have mm. to listen to it with your headphones, right? So different frequencies, one for concentration, one for relaxation, and one for meditation. So uh, beta, alpha, theta, right? And those tones, when mixed in with music, and this isn't really music, like I said, it's like the ocean, rain, thunder, fire. I mix fire, wind, rain, and something else. It's like elements, like all the elements. And then I put the meditation binaural beat on. Oh, shit. When I tell you, I will sit and not even know how much time has passed. Let me download meditating. <laughs> it is really helpful. Yeah. Now, there's a bunch of free ones, free sounds, and then some of them you have to buy. Oh, this one you have to pay for? You don't pay for the app, but some of the sounds are locked in there. But oh. Mo- okay. Most of them are in there free, but it's called Deep Relax, and it has really, really been helpful for me. Cool. So, um, yeah, because sometimes I want different sounds, so... I mix different things together. I'm like, DJ Deep Relax. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, even, I, was I even got Doc to use it 
because he needs to calm his ass down sometimes too because he gets the fever brain too where he's just thinking too much about all his sciencey shit so i have a question for you though sepia yes what did you do for yourself formally for self-care before before your responsibilities got heavy before you know you you have all these things going on in your muggle life right now you know so what were you doing for yourself before all of these things happened I would, um, I do, well, you know, I do rides. Right. And I would, in between my ride, I would just be at the beach. I would just, I love the beach. I would be at the beach. I would go sit out at Starbucks with my road dog and we'd just sit there for hours and watch people. We would harass the Charger fans, <laughs> which was enjoyable. I would, take dance classes I have not taken classes consistently since July Mm -hmm. and that was the thing that kind of you know helped me helped my my anxiety my fibromyalgia and everything you know with me taking the classes and I just haven't been able to do it, and so... Why? I don't have enough hours in the day. Okay. Hmm. So, here's a question. Now, of course, you, things have changed, so you can't, you can't always get to the stuff that you want to get to. But then sometimes I think, and I know for me personally, when I get depressed... Instead of when I do have a moment, instead of me utilizing that moment to take care of myself, I'll do something else. I will go, I will either do something that a self-sabotages me. I don't know why I do that, but I, when I'm depressed, I will do something to make it worse. And I know in my head that I'm not doing anything that's going to help me, but I do it anyway. Or I will just come and sit in my house, which is only going to further make me depressed. By sitting in my house instead of going. And it's not necessarily because I need to socialize, but I know for me, I need to be outside, right? So even if it's just to stick my feet in the sand or to go sit under a tree. For me, the beach and trees, I don't know what it is, but it's always been feet in the sand or being near a tree have always been grounding for me and have always made me feel better. And even if it's just five minutes, it makes the biggest difference in my world. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so I think, and I don't know if you guys ever experienced this, but I become my own worst enemy once I'm already depressed. Yes. And I just wonder what that's about. Like, why do we do that? Like, why do we go hide under the covers when we know that it's the last thing we mm-hmm. should be doing You know, because sometimes being around people can be a lot when you're depressed, right? Mm -hmm. Because part of the reason why you are depressed in a lot of cases is because other people. Yes. Yes. Right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, but why do we isolate ourselves from the things that make us feel better when we feel bad? That's a good point because I am doing a lot of isolation. It's just having an energy motivation for me. I should... Don't say you should, because then that's placing blame on yourself, and we don't want to do that. Okay, but I can I can sit outside on my deck. Yeah. And I love being outside. Yeah. But it's been, you know, 
I'm, I'm really a San Diegan now, and it's been cold. So I'm gonna I'm gonna take this episode. Put on a jacket and just do into, it. Because <laughs> I have I have to I have to yeah. start taking. I'm taking care of everybody else. I'm not taking mm-hmm. care of me. And see, that's where it gets messed up. Because if something happens to you, then who's gonna be there to catch you? I mean, I am. Yeah, I just I want for you to be okay. And I don't say a whole lot because I know what it's like to be in that position of being a overwhelmed. And be depressed at the same time. You don't need somebody lecturing you about, again, the whole I should do this. That's kind of putting something else on your on your plate. Mm-hmm. It's more work, right? When you say it like that. But, but I have a platter. I don't have a plate. <laughs> but this is what I'm saying, right? You have a whole motherfucking buffet, okay? Mm-hmm. That you're managing right now. So it's mm-hmm. like adding something else to your plate is not nece- or to your buffet is not necessarily going to be helpful for you in any way. If there's some way to facilitate aiding you without being intrusive and without making you feel worse, let us know so that we can support you because it's okay to ask for help. It's okay to say I'm fucking drowning. It's okay to say that I'm depressed because again, we have to take care of each other because nobody else is going to do it. Again, we're not always able to take care of ourselves. We will push taking care of ourselves out of the way to take care of other people because, again, black women are socialized. And everyone else is socialized that we're the mules. So the expectation is that we do not focus on ourselves. We focus on other people. And when you get back from your whatever 15 minutes at the beach or whatever it is that you decide to do to take that moment for yourself to breathe, all that stuff is still going to be there. But you're going to feel a little bit more equipped and a little bit stronger to deal with it. And it's not fair because most of the stuff you shouldn't even have to touch. Right. So it sucks and it's not fair. But again, here we are in one of those. It is what it is situations. Right. Mm-hmm. But I just want you to feel supported and I want you to yeah. feel like yeah. you, it's not all on you. And, and I am because yesterday when. Butta sent the... Um, oh, the graphic. Oh, that was so like, cute. Yeah. You know, that brightened my day a yeah. little because I was, I was going down and thinking about all the stuff I have to do and mm-hmm. how I feel and, you know, having to take care of this and that and the other. And that made my day. That was just such a cute graphic. Like the mm-hmm. black, it like was, that it black was. and white with the pink. Mm-hmm. It was just perfect. It was perfect. That's going to be an ongoing thing, yeah, by the way. It was very <laughs> That's your space I, I don't know if you guys noticed, <clears throat> I changed my cover. I took us off my cover. That's fine. I put that on my cover. And I <laughs> like it because I like the two, that you have the two images. Oh. So it looks like beauty on the outside and beauty on the inside. Yeah. Oh, that's how I I perceive. And you that always awesome. You always speak about yourself as two fish swimming yeah, in opposite directions. Fish. That's what I saw when I saw yeah. it. I saw the Pisces in her. Oh, okay. So yeah, I I picked up something different, but yeah, that's awesome. I just I don't know. I I am going to challenge you though for one thing that I think will be very helpful for you. That I hope that you will do. Not that you should do. I hope you will do. I hope that because I agree with you. It's energetic. Right. And you've had a whole bunch of bad juju going on around Mm. you and going on around your home. Right. So I think clearing that energy out, like light up that Palo Santo and smoke that shit out. (laughs) And I think that will kind of help to to clear some of that out, you know, because, again, do we really know whether or not any of this stuff works, quote unquote? 
it works on a metaphysical level for me because I believe that it works. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I think cleansing out your energy field in, in your home is going to make a big difference for you. Mm -hmm. Because if the energy in your home is also depressive, then there's no safe space for you. Yeah. You know? So. That's why I'm constantly like, I don't know, I burn sage or Palo Santo once a month in my home. Like, I just, I, I need to make sure that nothing stays stagnant and nothing, I need for things to move. Mm. I keep different types of crystals all over my house. Yes, I've done my reading and my research on my crystals and stuff, but the way that I grid things is intuitive. Like, I'm not following any prescribed way of doing yeah. it. Like, I do things that feel right to me, yeah, like, me intuitively, too. right? Mm -hmm. So, because sometimes, again, I'm not a dogma person. We talked about this. Like, dogma, I think, just, I don't need any of that. I'm a spiritual person. So, if something feels right, then it is right for me. Mm -hmm. Energy, because we, that's what everything is. Mm -hmm. That's what the whole universe is made of. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. redirecting the energy, I think, will be very helpful. Yeah, because, there, I mean, there's places that I go where the energy is, when I go to Sycamore Den, the energy is so, mm -hmm. just Good. Good. I make it a point. <clears throat> Last night I almost didn't go. Oh. And yeah, I was. And I'm like, okay, I don't know what I'm gonna wear. And da, 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 da. and I'm like, okay, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna go because I need to support Millie. I wanted to see Ginger and I wanted to see Eva. I didn't know Devious was gonna be performing, mm -hmm. and I just didn't want to miss that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But just the energy of all of the people that um i know there was good when when you're feeling like that you don't want to you don't want to take your energy to someone else but i think it's okay it's not like you're walking into the place like trying to bring anyone down right you're just taking yourself into the place and the people that are there love you and they're going to lift you up so your energy is going to shift because their energy is there i do that too i tend to segregate myself from everyone, even the people that I know that care about me when I get really depressed because I'm afraid that me being depressed is, is going to bother them. But no, I think when you put your energy with your friend's energy, then it just changes both of your energy and both of those things elevate because you like each other. Mm -hmm. You being around never makes yeah, me feel depressed. I, I sat next to Smiley Rose. Mm -hmm. and so cute. And such, we had such a good time, yeah. you know, there and everything. So... It's a way to build yourself up. Like, for me, I didn't go last night because I was having my own little fucking crisis in here yeah. last night. And this leads back into my self-care shit that I need to do. I have this thing where I, I get very anxious about what I'm doing. And I start questioning myself and I get all wound up and I need to shut myself down. I needed to sit in the tub last night I needed to light my candles I needed to sit with my crystals I needed to reprogram myself because imposter syndrome is such a huge thing for me I'm always afraid that I'm not worthy I am so thankful for all of the the, the gifts that are, are being given I can't I can't express enough my gratitude and how humbled I feel and how I know that I will do what is necessary to be done in order to live up to the tasks that need to be done because I'm not trying to disappoint myself or the people that are putting their trust in me to do these things that I'm going to be asked to do. But again, at the, at the, at the end of it, there's always this 
this nagging little question, why did, why, why did they choose you? Why did they pick you? Why not? You know what we all have to say now? Well, why not? And I have like 50, 50, 11 answers to that question, right? Why not? Because I'm new, because not? I'm not as good as everyone else, Why because not? I don't have okay, but, a, but a repertoire of pieces us. yet, because I don't have enough fucking costumes, because I, I don't, because I, because there are others, because I have problems sometimes with doubting myself. I don't think that the energy that sponsors self-doubt is necessarily a bad thing. Because that energy is the, my energy of wanting to succeed and wanting to do well. I think that I'm misplacing that energy and putting, it, uh, putting a negative spin on that energy by allowing it to become self-doubt. Well, really what I should be doing is allowing it to empower and energize me. I should be spending that energy on, and I do, I'm doing tons of research. I'm planning out all different types of acts that I want to do and costumes and like I'm doing the work, but even... Though I know, again, in my mind that I'm doing the work, there's still that piece of me that emotionally gets wound up every once in a while and is like, you know, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> like, that amazes me that you feel that way because I see you as a very hard and dedicated worker. Like, you're a full-time student and you had several shows this, you know, past couple of months and you're a straight-A student. Uh, not said okay I, in college so it's like I I feel like this has been like a lifelong thing like you work super duper hard yeah. you get the accolades where you be like but I didn't do anything deserve it like I don't get it oh, girl yeah. bye no, it like, is. It's absolutely- you bust your ass and you're reaping your reward mm-hmm. the, the work that I do to me just seems normal yeah. it doesn't seem to me that I'm working hard. Mm. I'm just doing what I'm supposed to do. So I am one of those people that doesn't really believe in people getting cookies for doing what they're, they're supposed to do. You know, like when, when guys say like, oh, well, I respect my wife. Okay, mm-hmm. you want a fucking cookie because you're not trash? Yeah, you're supposed like to. You're supposed to do that. So I guess like for me, I don't recognize that I'm going above and beyond. Because that's what I've always done. That's always what's been expected of me. As a black woman, I don't have a choice. If I don't go above and beyond, then I'll never have anything. The hard work of it doesn't always register for me. Because it's just my default. You and I are kind of the same on that. I'm not realizing all of the stuff that I am doing. I'm just thinking about all the stuff that I'm doing. But I'm not thinking about how I'm thriving in burlesque. Right. I'm just still on all of the stuff that I have to yeah. fight for. And mm-hmm. back to the color purple thing, all right. my life I had to fight. Right. So mm-hmm. I know about fighting and being persistent mm-hmm. and having patience. But to give that to myself is yeah. a whole nother thing. I, I love my mom, but I see in her dementia that with her age and her condition, how things could be easier. I see that she always raised me to be independent. Yes. If there was something that I wanted that I can do it by myself. But I see how some of that is not helpful for you. Right. 
because yeah. she thinks that she can go and do this walking by herself without anybody there with her or without the walker, but no, you can't because you will be harmed more. I'm trying to take a lesson from what I'm seeing from my mom with her being so independent so that I can let people help me. Okay. And because everyone, everyone needs someone to take care of them or someone to show them how to take care of themselves. Yeah. And if I keep going on like I am, you know, that, okay, no, I'm taking care of everything. I'm taking care of this. I'm taking care of that. And not taking care of me, then I will be in the same position. And then what I have passion for, I won't be able to do. I won't yeah. be able to do burlesque. I wrote a poem once about how I felt like all of the things that made me me had been scooped out. And I felt like an empty husk blowing in the wind. I think that's what happens. Life scoops all of the joy out of us. Our comfort with ourselves, our freedom. We were discussing earlier, like how being kids, like when we were kids and we were just very unapologetic about mm -hmm. who you were, you were speaking in, in general about just blackness, right? And then growing up and, and having that kind of socialized out of you and, you know, the whole idea of respectability politics mm -hmm. being kind of drilled inside your head. And now there's this veil over, over those things. And, you know, you want to release yourself of those things, but it's hard because... Right. This is what's been pushed onto you by society in order to be taken seriously. In order to, to get anywhere in the world as a black femme, then you have to act like this. You have to be respectable, amenable, right? Malleable. You can't be rigid in yourself mm -hmm. and stand in yourself. And if you do, then you're an angry black woman or you have an attitude. Or things of that nature. Or, you know, and you don't... And I know for me, I'm very sensitive about that. I don't want to be written off as that because I didn't just pop off for no reason. I'm not insane. I reacted to something that was done that was not right. Mm -hmm. And when you put someone under that kind of pressure for so long, it's going to pop. And I think that's what's happening in society now, again... Because, again, history continues to repeat itself because we're not learning the lesson that mm -hmm. needs to be learned, obviously. But you're seeing a lot of stuff bubble up as far as uh, race relations are concerned. And mm -hmm. when I say start to bubble up, I understand that this shit has always been in a high-pitched mm -hmm. boil. It's just that it's more in, in the mainstream's eye. Yeah. So when people start talking about, you know, why do you always have to make everything racial? I didn't. It was made racial before my birth. Like I was born into a racialized situation. So black people aren't out here making things racial. <laughs> um, that's not the way any of this works. But what do you do for self-care? Self -care. It's been a challenge for me. Distractions is an unfortunate thing. Mm -hmm. For self-care, I mean, it's already old, but, you know, I smoke or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's hard. I, I don't know. I don't meditate. I'm just, I, I've been very stagnant in the self-care. Oh, okay, let me roll back some things. I have been trying to improve. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, I go to bed with my makeup on sometimes and don't give a fuck about it. 
Who doesn't? I have gone to bed with a full face of glitter on and given no fucks about it. Yeah, some people, their jaws drop when I say that. Yeah. And, you know, my face, like, right now, I'm breaking out because, you know, PMS, whatever. But it's like... But when you look in my closet, I have, like, you know, bath bombs Mm -hmm. and facial Mm -hmm. blah, 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 masks and stuff. So I will say, like, this past week, I actually used that stuff. Yeah. Because I'm the kind of person, I want to use up stuff. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, it's just sitting there. And I bought it for a reason. And, you know, I do want to take more baths, you know, uh... You know, I bathe, but you know, sit down and take it. Yeah. And because I do have the bath bombs and the oils and the sauce. I I love that shit, you know? But to actually do it, because I think about the aftermath, I have to clean the tub. Yeah. Because I'm a realist. I think about shit like that. All of thinking again. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. All of that. So, self care, um, you know, just, I don't know, checking in with myself and. Because I've been unemployed this whole year. So mine's been... It's been hard to do the self-care that I'm used to. Mm-hmm. While I was fully employed, oh, I had a regimen. Like, every month I got my hair... I paid for these things. Mm-hmm. I paid to get my hair washed, my eyebrows, my Brazilian, and pedicure and acrylics. Mm-hmm. That was my self-care every fucking month. And I loved it. Now, I had to do it myself. And, I mean, that's just maintaining myself. I wouldn't consider that... I mean, mm-hmm. it's still a lot of work. Yeah. But I'm lately been trying to get more into like the saging and mm-hmm. meditating, and I've definitely done those things, but I don't do it regularly. So like depression's like the thief of joy, and you know it, it's paralyzing. So sometimes you just don't have the desire to do it. You know, just yeah. being an adult and taking care of the basic things yeah. mm-hmm. is a challenge. In my life, is just feeling. I felt. I guess we all been feeling overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. That's just yeah. what it is. I, I feel like I do little patches of self care, if you want to mm-hmm. call it that. But to like really a lot of time to do what you know people suggest to do, like take care of our body, you know, needs mm-hmm. or whatever have you. Not so much. I think about it, you know, but put into work, not as I think I could. So I think like listening to the way that I think all of us kind of quantify it, it almost mm. sounds like work. Yeah. yeah. Right? <laughs> Instead of it sounding it feels like work. Yeah. It sounds like work. And it shouldn't feel And it like shouldn't work. feel like work. It should feel more like something that we really want to do. And that's tough too, especially when you think about like like for me, money's always the thing. I don't want to spend the money on X, Y, and Z because I'm not working right now either. I'm not used to depending on someone else to, to take oh, care yeah. of my stuff. So that's really triggering for me. And yeah. I don't like asking for anything. So for like the stuff that I would normally do, it's like getting my nails done. I would never. And I know that if I asked, he would give that to me. I just won't ask. It's just kind of a thing where I will not do something because I don't want to spend the money on it. Right. I will also have things in my house, like you said, like bath bombs and masks and stuff, and I won't use them because I'm hoarding them <laughs> and saving them for something because I don't know when I'm going to be able to get another one. It's mm. like coming from that whole idea of coming from a place of lack, which is really okay. dangerous, right? Because yeah. um, when you come from a place of lack, then you create more lack. So when you come from a place of abundance, then you create more abundance. Mm -hmm. So I think if we try and think about 
whatever we do for self-care. I also think that sometimes when you try to make it a regimen, then again, it seems like work. Yeah. Maybe if you just wake up every day and say to yourself, I'm going to do something that feels good to myself today. And whatever that is, then that's just what it is. Like, like you were saying, you meditate and you do things, but it's, it's sporadic, right? And it sound, when you said it, it made it sound like an indictment on yourself. Like, I don't do this enough, right? Or I'm not doing enough to take care of myself. Like, again, I should be doing X, Y, yeah. and Z. And then that makes it seem like blame, which makes it seem like work, and then makes you feel inadequate about the shit that's supposed to make you feel better, right? So I think if we work on trying to shift the way we see the whole idea of self-care, and also instead of thinking about regimens, because I don't meditate every single day. Most days I do. But when I say I sit to meditate, it could be five minutes. Like I say to myself, give yourself 10 breaths. That's all I'm asking you for is 10 breaths. And so that I know I can do in the span of, even if I only have five minutes, right? And I know I'm going to feel better if I do it. So it's not a, you should meditate. It's a, you're going to feel better if you do this. Yeah. Just give yourself 10 breaths. You look at Instagram and you look at like all these wellness, and we live in fucking San Diego, right? Yeah. These people are wellness out, okay? <laughs> like every other thing you see is some wellness thing. And you're like, I'm not doing enough to take care of myself. Like, it's like, okay, so you didn't eat all the kale today. Uh, you didn't do like 7,800 minutes of fucking vinyasa yoga. So what? You know what I did? I sat down and I fucking relaxed for 10 minutes. And I'm telling you right now, finding space to do that as a black woman is a feat. Yeah. (laughs) Okay? Because it's just also not just showgirling while black, adulting while black. There's always some fucking shit. (laughs) There's a whole extra layer. And it's not just a layer. It's a fucking boulder sitting on your shoulders that you have to carry with you when you're trying to do everything else that you do. Mm -hmm. And... I know for all of us and just listening to the way that we speak about ourselves, not only when I listen back to the podcast, but when I, when we sit and we have our conversations, we're not always gentle or kind with ourselves. And I know that you brought this to my awareness more than anyone that I've known in my life, honestly, that be fucking gentle with yourself Mm -hmm. and just like, you've stopped me like in mid sentence, like, don't say that like that about (laughs) yourself. And it just has made me pay more attention to the way that we Mm. speak to ourselves about ourselves and the things that we feel like we need for ourselves. We look at those things as burdens and not as necessities and not as things that feel good, but are things that we should do. And it it makes it feel like work. Yeah. And listening to everything that we're saying, sometimes some self-care... You may not realize it's self-care. Mm-hmm. Us doing this podcast yeah, definitely. is self-care because everything that we're thinking, we feel safe even before we start recording to mm-hmm. get that out that, mm-hmm. you know, it's yeah. just going on in our head, how we feel about, you know, whatever in our burlesque life or about depression or anxiety or whatever, um, not having enough sex, whatever it right. is, yeah, you yeah, know. Yeah. I would hold everything in. I would not tell anyone anything. Mm-hmm. You guys probably know more about me than most of the people I've known in my life. Hmm. Right? Yep. So this is... People self- in New Zealand and us. Portugal and Turkey. So this is... So self-care is not always what you think it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
I've been trying to write. And that's yes. been very hard for me. You know, being vulnerable is hard. Yes, it is. it is. It is. And so, um, I used to, you know, have journals. And I used to have, like, an online journal. Like, live journal. That mm-hmm. was a thing. Then I had Tumblr. And it's just over the years, I just lost interest in really doing that. Because, you know, you're sharing parts of yourself. Sharing the good and bad about yourself. And me trying to get back to that just writing for me has been a huge challenge writing how I feel and it's like have to be like complete synthesis I've learned my friend she did a workshop on that and that was mind opening because that was what's holding me back I have sloppy ass handwriting too like I can't even understand why I be writing but I'm like well I have to get it out so I'm trying to push myself more of putting myself more out there in a way because I just noticed over the years, I've kind of, like... Shrunken yourself? Yeah, because when it comes to online stuff, it's just different. It's changing. It's a a tug-of-war for me Mm -hmm. of wanting to share because I like the the like-mindedness or finding other people who could identify with me. But yet, you know, the work of putting, you know, doing it, like, just being vulnerable or fear of not being articulate like all those little things you know but just fucking say or just fucking do it yeah you know so that for me i'm i i guess self-care is part of that is for me is writing mm-hmm. and i've written stuff like one adult exercise i've done was to write an erotic story mm-hmm. where i'm oh. the yeah so it's like you know getting back to like making things fun and not a chore because mm-hmm. writing journaling i'm like that seems like a chore like oh i didn't write yesterday right not to play catch up you right. know it's like it shouldn't have to be like that it should just be like when you're in a mood or when you need to get something off your chest and you can't mm-hmm. get out of your way type it out or write it out you mm-hmm. know so i think that's another form of self-care and it's true like and the writing courses that i've taken the best one i ever took uh, a professor at nyu michael collins Free writing was something that we did a lot of. So you would have periods where you would just write for five minutes and not stop. It's not about complete sentences. It's just about whatever comes out of your head. And then you would take what was in your free write and utilize it to write a poem or a story or something of that nature. And you'd be surprised, again, vulnerability is hard, but then also allowing yourself to be free when you have been socialized to tame yourself can be very difficult as well. And... Being afraid of being inarticulate is a huge thing Mm -hmm. for us as black femmes. You don't want anybody to think that you don't quote unquote speak well because then people make assumptions about you being quote unquote ghetto or Mm -hmm. fuck all that noise. All right. We say what we want, how we want to say it. It's all, it's articulate for us. We're articulating the way we feel we need to, but that fear is very real. And that comes across when, again, you want to write something, but you're looking at it and it it seems fragmented to you. But maybe it's fragmented because you are, (laughs) right? Mm -hmm. Because I have definitely written some stuff where I've looked back at it and been like, what the fuck is this? Mm -hmm. I have had journals, especially when I was in really bad places where I would look and not recognize the handwriting because I was so like enraged or so hurt or upset about something that I couldn't even hold the like it was like a kid Mm -hmm. writing and when I think about it now it was 
You know what I mean? Like there was a very frightened little girl Mm. writing that stuff out. So allow Mm. yourself that space to, to not be polished. There's nothing wrong with being whatever it is is that you are in the moment. We all have tons of prisms and spectrums to ourselves. And I think for, for black people in general, we're very much put into these like very one note places and spaces. And we're not, we're made into these monoliths. We're not allowed to be prismatic and we are extremely prismatic. We have a a bunch of different ways of being. We get stuck in that whole idea of what respectable is. And we figure or feel that we need to be that all the time. And a, we never need to be that because just being human means that I should be respected. So that's trash. And then on top of that, no one is one way all the time. It's true. And nobody's perfect all the time, but we're taught we're supposed to be... Mm-hmm. A, a, you need a, to be this way, yes. you need to do this way, and... I would say the main thing that fucked me up in life growing up is this idea of being perfect. Mm-hmm. I don't yes. know if I were to blame the church for that or society or whatever, but it's like now seeing what adult life is like. I love being grown for one, mm-hmm. but it does take a lot of work. Just, to, just being a human being and taking care of yourself 100% mm-hmm. is a lot of work. You know what I mean? Bathing, cooking, cleaning, going to work, or if you don't go to work, trying to make ends meet. Trying to, you know, do self-care. I'm going to keep it 100. Like, you know, when you're stressed out, that's when you turn to vices. That's when you turn to shopping. That's when you turn to, <laughs> you I know. Talk, you I, I, I talk about all my shoes. Oh. <laughs> that I haven't worn. Listen, shop therapy. Yes. So it's like, you know, in other things, you know, drugs, mm-hmm. alcohol. So it's like. Just trying to keep it fucking together. And that's what makes me overwhelmed as a person, as an adult. Self-care right now is me not cooking and rather go out to eat and buy some. And I think we have to be more cautious on the conversations that we have with ourselves. Like, Absolutely. Like with that, I'm with you on that. I really don't like to cook. <laughs> I can cook. But cooking is not my thing. I yeah, cook to yeah. survive. So when I'm, I'm depressed, then I'm really not even going to be able to concentrate Me to cook. Either. So I'm going to have like a sandwich, go get an egg sandwich. So I'm so because I know I still need to eat. I still need this fuel so that yeah. I can go and do whatever else I need to do. It's so much bullshit if you believe in Christianity because we know no one is perfect. Yes. So Well that's one of the things. But we've that, all been yeah. you know, indoctrinated. Exactly. <laughs> and it just overwhelmed me. You know, like I'm just trying to enjoy life and yeah do the right thing. Uh, again, I think we've all been socialized into this dogmatic idea of A, you have the white supremacy and then for all of us, we were raised in a Judeo-Christian tradition as far as religion is concerned. Even within the black church, white supremacy is rampant, let's just be honest, mm-hmm. as well as patriarchy. And then just society in general, we live in a white supremacist capitalist society wrought with sexism. So, Everything is designed to tell you you ain't shit. 
How do they market things to women? When you think about, think about like fashion magazines and shit like that. Yeah. You have to purchase something in order to be worthy as a woman. And that's all about consumerism. Mm-hmm. And that's what our, capitalism, that's what our society is built off of. Women, especially women of color or women of size, are completely fucking beat up yeah. by that system because everything that you're told is beautiful doesn't look like you. So then you need to buy this thing or do this thing or purchase these pills or have this thing done to you or whatever the fuck in order for you to get to this standard of what beautiful is in their eyes because that's all some shit that they made up. It's not even real. But here we all are, Mm -hmm. stuck in the matrix. So please write in. Yeah, what's your Just self-care? to help us. With, yeah. Because we need, Clearly help, we need, we need help, help with our self-care, you know. <laughs> we didn't say this was going to be about us telling you how to take care of yourself. Yeah. <laughs> but please write us because we're open. You know, we want we want to, to thrive right. and be full human beings we want to do better for ourselves Mm -hmm. you know we want to do better by by ourselves we say it a lot like giggling and laughing like you know you deserve or we deserve but i think we really need to internalize that message yeah we the fuck we deserve deserve. (laughs) but then i feel like when i do indulge in those things i start to feel guilty like did i waste time doing this you know why would taking care of yourself be a waste of time ever what else? Because it makes me think like I could be doing other things. It's something that we've been taught mostly from men. Because yeah. it's all about go, 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 don't sleep. You have to you sleep. You have to sleep. Mm-hmm. You have That's to rest. bullshit. You have to take a break or. You know, just some of those kind of, you know, quotes and saying. So, yeah, but that's it's like, like that stupid meme that Beyonce has the same oh that you do. Beyonce also has a gazillion dollars yes. and a whole team of people that are doing stuff for her. And I'm going to tell you what Beyonce My does every boils. day. She does her self-care. Please trust and believe. Exactly. Okay, so you taking that 15 minutes to do whatever you need to do, that is productive. Mm-hmm. Because it's making you feel better. And when you feel better, you can do better. True. My blood boils when I see that because I'm like she has a whole fucking team she has a nanny she has a cook she has a driver she has her own private jet right. of course she could get all that stuff done exactly because, because she got a choreographer she got choreographer she got designers she, she don't even have to think of her choreography like we gotta think about right. ours yeah, <laughs> all of that and it's, done for her. it's done for her I mean but she worked hard to get there, but she also was set up to be there. I'm not trying to undercut her or the work that she does or anything like that, but to compare her 24 hours right. in a day to my 24 hours in a day, it's just not the same thing, and I don't think it's fair. Sure. Ain't. I also think mm. it's just a way of making black women feel bad about themselves. Mm. No, I don't have an inner Beyonce, and mm. I don't want one. My name is Torlisha. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Divine. And that's what I want to be. Amen. I don't want to be anything else. Respect to her for everything that she does, but please don't hold everybody to the Beyonce standard. Because yeah. Beyonce is not even the Beyonce standard. Hello. What we see of her is curated because she's a brand. Mm-hmm. You know what we need to think about when we um, need self-care? Just our names. I just that's thought true. about it when you said it. Your name is Torlisha Divine. You are divine. Yes. You need to remember you're divine. You're but a love. You're love. I'm sepia jewel. Okay. I'm a jewel. We need to remember that. Yes. I mean, I never, thought about I, never, that. I never thought about that till right now. 
I think we need to have higher expectations of how the world treats us. Yes. And that will help us do better for ourselves. Mm-hmm. We need to remember who the fuck we are. Yeah. We're going to invoke a more healthy, gentle way of mm-hmm. thinking about how we care for ourselves. And we hope that you will do the same. So please write to us about your uh, self-care regimen and the things that you are all working on to take care of yourself. You can send us emails at showgirlsundaydinner at gmail.com. Now we're going to roll into our book and busy section because we got shows, we got shows, we got shows. Zepia has the Nudie Newbies Ultimate Reveal on February 7th in San Francisco. Yes. At Oasis. At Oasis. Yes. So she will be there. So if you are in San Francisco or you just have some extra frequent flyer miles laying around from the holidays and you want to fly out and support a showgirl, go see her and scream for her at Nudie Newbies. I have Lola Demure's Burlesque and Variety Show on January 27th. Sepia, Butta, and I will be at the Bless Your Heart Burlesque Sextraterrestrial Show on February 17th. Yes. You do not want to miss this show. All of the members of Bless Your Heart are so excited about their act. Yes. Get a VIP table. We're about to act a fool, y'all. Yes, this show. <laughs> Taz DeVille's going to be there. Mm-hmm. Jessabelle Thunder's going to mm-hmm. be there. Where in San Diego will you be able to see all this array of brown yes. bodies in one stage? Yes. That's going to be That's amazing. True. That's phenomenal. So I mean, you don't want to miss that show just for that. I think... This is also the blackest space thing to ever happen in San Diego. Mm-hmm. So, because yes. you know they don't really want us in space like that. But yeah. um, we all cheer. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Now we will move into our pasties and cakes. Oh, 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 oh! Hello. Oh, she ready? My pasties. Well, you know, my sparkle and shine was for all of the people that supported me. Yes. My pasties and cake. Is for all of the people who showed their true face mm. to me. And thank you for showing me your true face so that I can have the choice to step away. Mm. Well, well. <laughs> so I have two pasties and cake. My first pasties and cake is to 2017. Bye, bitch! Um, <laughs> Happy New Year, everybody! My second Pacey's and cake is to Miss Pearl Noir because <laughs> she made my whole fucking day uh, when, oh. I po- <laughs> when I posted the little meme of me shaking my butt to announce episode 9 of Showgirl Sunday Dinner. Mm-hmm. She commented, I always trust a big butt when it smiles. Yeah, just saying. <laughs> Literally, y'all, I saw that message and like slid in the chair. I was like, oh my God. That's the cutest gift, by the way. Every time I look at her page and I watch all of her uh, pearls of wisdom and all that stuff, she just brings me so much life. So thank you, Pearl. We love you. Love you, Pearl. <laughs> Thank you. My Pacey's and Cake is something we've said before, but has to be said again. Be fucking gentle with yourself. <laughs> yes. <laughs> 
Because, yeah, like we said, 2017, yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still fucking here. And I'm trying to be gentle with myself and this thing called life. I want to add for self-care is encouraging yourself. Yeah. Yes. That's something I've definitely have done this year. Like literally talking to myself, encouraging myself. I even heard my grandmother encouraging herself, you know, because sometimes it's hard to get off the couch when you get old. And, you know, I don't blame her for that. But, yeah, encourage yourself and be gentle with yourself. Yes. Okay, everybody. Thank you once again for joining us for Showgirl Sunday Dinner. Uh, we look forward to slaying Glitter and Dinner with you next week. Uh, please uh, listen in and write in to us. Next week's episode will be Habitual Line Steppers. Yes. This yes. Up, yeah. And this time we're talking about how people come to shows and they be acting out. <laughs> okay. And don't have decorum and think they can mm. put their hands on people and all kinds of things mm. without their consent. Okay? Just wrong. Just wrong. We're going to read you for filth. <laughs> out of love. For ourselves. And for all the other burly babes out there. So, yeah. tune in next week because um, it's about to go down. Happy New Year! Yay! Happy New Year! Year. We love you! Thank you all for joining us this evening. Please be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Showgirl Sunday Dinner and on Twitter at SG Sunday Dinner. Use the hashtags hashtag Showgirl Sunday Dinner or hashtag SGSD so we can follow all the social media conversations happening in between meals. Visit our website www.showgirlsundaydinner.com for more information on the showgirls, our upcoming performances, and booking inquiries, you can also always email us at showgirlsundaydinner at gmail.com with questions, tips, advice requests, recipes, suggestions, advertising, or booking inquiries, etc. Last but not least, we cannot live on glitter and rhinestones alone. We need your help to keep serving all of this hot, burly goodness every week. You can visit our Patreon page at www.patreon.com slash showgirlsundaydinner if you want to donate monthly, plus get access to some of our spicier content. We also accept PayPal donations at www.paypal.me slash showgirlsundaydinner. Showgirl Sunday Dinner will drop every Sunday evening at 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time and will be available on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and Google Play. Please share us with all your friends on social media. We hope that you are full and satisfied. Stay sparkly, and we look forward to glittering dinner with you all next week. Bye.